Welcome to the Rise and Grind OCR and Endurance Podcast. How are we doing? What are we talking about this week? We're we just going to let it ramble, see where we go. Yeah, I yeah. think we should uh, see what everyone's been up to. And then obviously, John's been up to a pretty epic uh, five day, six day trek. So. I ge- I'm not even joking. Generally, as mu- everyone I've talked to him said, like, fuck, that's been a long week. And I was like, it doesn't really seem that bad. I don't know why. It's like a working day, it's just you walk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? Miles. <laughs> I yeah. need to say, like, yeah. Anyway, I'll get into it later on. What was that story you wanted to say, Graham? I've forgotten it now. That's really annoying. Uh, anyway, on, on other notes, our, uh, one of our co-hosts isn't currently in the same country as us, let alone the same time zone. <laughs> you, know, you know, work takes me to some fantastic places, and this day, today I'm in the land of the rising sun. So, What time is it? Eh? Out of time in the morning, it's 4.49 a.m., Wow. Hashtag rise and grind. Yeah, I'm rise and grind. I can can tell everyone the first five hours of Thursday, the 6th of June, are freaking awesome. (laughs) 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 Uh, So, So, right, John, what what have you been up to? Right, um, so what have I been up to? Uh, at the weekend, I went to Wales, um, done a bit of mountain biking, just grabbed a little, you know, I'm sort of in that mindset at the minute where my training's a bit non-structured. I'm into doing more stuff for adventure and personal reasons and stuff like that. So I thought, got a free weekend, no races, um, fancy going to Wales. So I just booked it sort of that week, went up there with Rachel, found a fucking brilliant airbnb which was like um at the bottom of this well i'm making it sound like a bit like a sex dungeon now but it's at the bottom of this lady's house but it's a lovely room she's really accommodating it's really cheap as well it was like 50 pound a night for a absolutely beautiful uh room with light mm. stunning scenery right on the uh, river in Dalgaloo or something? You'll probably know, John. What's it? How do you mm, pronounce it? Don't ask me. Flight. I think it was Dalgaflight. Either way, it's the fucking other side of yeah, Wales yeah. to me, mate. It's like a two-hour yeah. drive. I was like, yeah. what? <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I've done some mountain biking in Coed Wire Brennan uh, on the Saturday. Coed, mate. Coed, whatever. <laughs> no, it's, it's Welsh. 
language. Um, so yeah, just em- emphasize the phlegm. <laughs> yeah, done some mountain uh, which was pretty cool because I've not really done like actual mountain biking before, so it was actually really good. Uh, definitely recommend going there. So I've done sort of two, three hours there whilst Rachel's sort of walking about. Um, then we sort of just done a little tour of local area, and then Sunday uh, we went to climb Snowden. However, the gods opened on us uh, in, you know, every single way in terms of it was raining. Uh, it was windy, 50 to 60 mile per hour gale winds. Um, and the plan was to actually do the Snowden horseshoe, which is, as you probably know, a ridge walk up Cribgok and then across the other side. However, when I got there, saw the warden's uh, report. I thought, yeah, probably best leave that one to the professionals. <laughs> um, <laughs> So Rachel was obviously going to go up anyway on her own. She was going to take the easier path. So I said, look, even when I was driving there, I was like, look, I'm not really happy with you doing that. Sort of dad's, dad's mode was kicking in. So I was sort of like, right, I need to sort of walk with you instead of going myself. So we walked up there. We got about 90% of the way up. We was right near the top, but it was just like she was wearing leggings. She wasn't wearing waterproofs. So there's a little bit of a lesson learned there for her um she's getting a little bit cold so we sort of was like look it's windy it's cold it's only going to get worse as we reach the top it sort of was one of them moments where it's like look you can carry on to the top and you're gonna fucking be probably worse than you are now you know you're at that situation now where it's sort of you know you've got to make that decision and i said i i'd rather us go down than get up and be in that situation yeah. i know there's a calf up there but it's still not the point. Um, and then funny enough, mm. walking up there, but was walking up there for about 10 minutes up the miners track and there was free early walk. So all right, mate, how are you doing? You know, how's your walk been? And he said, oh, it's fucking horrendous up there. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, oh, we didn't even get out there. We only, we've only walked two miles and we've turned back. <laughs> <laughs> so we should have known at that <laughs> point. Yeah, it's probably going to be a bit sketchy up there. Mm. Um, but another note as well, as you probably know, John, I've never seen Snowden so clear. Like usually, it's like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. on the mountain. There's just like gorgeous people. Like there was yeah, barely yeah. anyone. Good time. Best best time to go up that mountain is like, and late September, October time. I think because yeah. it's still just you're still hanging on to the sunshine, but you've got rid of the hordes of the summer masses. You know, like I remember going up there last. About this time last year, and there's literally a queue of about 30 people to get a picture on the summit. Yeah, mate. It's you know, mental. it's crazy. But have you seen, have you seen um, on a kind of related note, have you seen about 11 people died on Everest queuing to get a picture on the summit? Is that how they died? I knew yeah, well, yeah. 10 to 11 people died. I didn't realise that was why. So yeah, that's some of the reasons. Re- so packed now that their people are having to wait longer in the death zone. And it's having an impact on them on the way down. So a lot of people have actually died on the way down. Um, yeah. But it's it's like the M25 on the top of it, which is a real shame, really, I think. Yeah. yeah. And also, I didn't realise this, but every time you go up, if you're a company, every time you go up Everest, you have to take out, like I think it's like 50 t- kilos of rubbish, which and your rubbish that you've brought in anyway as well. Like, it's just... Um, yeah. It's a very busy Crazy. Town up there at base camp, I understand. So. Yeah, so the highest tip in the world. 
which is, yeah. you know, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. crazy. So what mate, about you, Graham? Me? Um, well, as you can tell, um, I'm the international man of mystery at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am my, so my, what's my training been up to? So I've been focusing quite a lot on my riding. Uh, You've been killing those rides, man. I dropped to 100k in sub four hours. Well, 106k in under four hours um, the, the other week, which was nice. It was nice to feel comfortable to do that. And I felt great after the back end of it. Um, the reason being is throughout June, I'm traveling here, there and everywhere. Japan, Italy twice, uh, Berlin. Um, I'm, I got a lot of travel coming up there. So that's a great time to keep my running in. So as I'm sort of preparing for uh you know november and namibia it's a great chance to sort of keep the balance between the two modes so i'm doing a lot of riding uh where i can uh, when i'm at home because i know when i'm away traveling um i can do uh lots more running so for the first time ever i've actually come away with my walking poles (laughs) my running poles (laughs) i put them in my handbag so they didn't get crushed or broken (laughs) <laughs> in the hole. Um, because you know you, you know it's about being prepared for what you want to take on uh, yeah. it's a funny story last night I checked into the hotel and I said is there any running around here because we're just south of Tokyo and um, there's some loads of hills and loads of forests and I said yeah is there any trails and um, the guy behind reception goes he says well it's about a kilometre to run around the hotel okay so that's the hotel grounds is there anything further beyond that? And he, and he said, um, well, there kind of is. There's mountain tracks, but they've not really been prepared or anything like that. And the smile on my face right. was just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we want to be, though. <laughs> How far away are you from Mount Fuji? Uh, probably, I've understood about 20 minutes. So, 20 um, minutes? You- yeah, I'm about 20 minutes from Fuji. Um, wow. But fortunately, I haven't got wow. any time left in my schedule while I'm here. Otherwise, I'd have been up uh, that sucker. Oh, like, you wouldn't believe. So, oh, man. So, yeah. So, have you got the time really to go nice... see it? Like, actually go and see it at least? Yeah, like, I, yeah. If I, if I can get up to the top of the hill, I'll be able to see Fuji for sure. Yeah. So. So yeah, nice. so I'm kind of I'm kind of just keeping the training going. It's just using, you know, it's having the awareness of what I'm trying to achieve and then working that into the schedule so I don't lose track. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like my running miles the next couple of months are going to really increase again, which is great. Um, mm-hmm. And then again, you know, just tap back into the cycling as and when I can. Order some new wheels yeah. for the bike. So Ooh, yeah, see that. Um, yeah. Sweet carbon rims have just arrived. Oh. <laughs> Deep, deep dish? 50 mil deep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what <laughs> she said. <laughs> yeah, so... Like, what's that? Is this like bike porn? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's full-on bike porn. Like, it's really weird, because I've never cycled before, right? Until December. But you can see why people get really, really into it. Like, yeah. well, put it this way I've been looking for a bike for about two to three weeks. Probably in the last three. What is all this stuff that's like, <laughs> and all these codes and like fucking groups and cassettes and all this stuff? Yeah, and I'm like, like right. Okay. 
Yeah. Uh, it's like a whole new language. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of what's been going on. So, yeah, life's good. Life's good. Have you um, have you started, like, uh, I know it's not until November, and the weather's not going to be, I imagine, too hot then? But have you started, like, um, thinking of, like, your, <laughs> you're doing a face. <laughs> but I mean, like, it's not going to be... It's not going to be like it is hot now. <laughs> so you... let, 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 let's just check John's jungle. Which hemisphere is Namibia in, John? Uh, the southern hemisphere. Okay, so November is when the event is. So what kind of season is November? Oh. In anyway, so back to my question rephrase. How are you hot. acclimatizing for that heat, hot weather hot. conditions? Well, here's the, here's the plan. So my, I, I, think I got a call up with someone the other week. And he, he just done MDS. And he said it was a very dry heat in Morocco. Um, it's likely to be a very dry heat in Namibia as well, which changes things very slightly. He said he didn't really sweat much because the heat was a dry heat rather than a very uh, humid heat. But uh, Tokyo right now, temperature is 28 in the day, and there's a, hum- there's a definite humidity there. Uh, so it's, it, it feels a bit more like a British summertime here. Um, and then in July, I'll be in Hong Kong. So I've got a month of high humidity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Separate the men from the boys. So, uh, I can say that again. I died like a bastard when I was in Hong Kong running. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, so that, that's kind of how I'm going to cope. Sorry, Jake? I was saying, like, the wet humidity has got to be worse than the dry humidity, hasn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. what the, the MDS guy said. He said, actually, it wasn't that bad. Um, yeah. Like, dry heat isn't as bad as, like, wet heat. So... So yeah, just to climatize and just make sure prepared. You know, three liter bladders are the way forwards. <laughs> For so sure. John, you've got a little uh, bandage on. I'm gonna tell us because basically I spent the weekend trying to arrange to meet with John. Yeah, no, and then did I just sign up with the news? Which was, uh, yeah, I've. <laughs> Jay, your Wi-Fi signal in your lounge sucks. So, does it? Yeah, yeah, you can yeah. move out. You're doing a good R2D2 impression. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> move closer to the box. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, so John, what what have you done to your wrist? Um, I managed to pour oil like all hot oil out the oven all over my forearm like there. So, you know. Yeah. Good move, eh? Smart. Good move. That's yeah, yeah. Smart win. So, yeah, guess who's got a tr- uh, wins a fun trip to um, the burn unit over in Liverpool tomorrow? Oh, yeah. this guy! Oh, Bro. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like it's heal- it's healing all right. It's just I can't get it wet and just keep taking the antibiotics and you know sort of thing like that. They say like in about two weeks it should be mostly back to normal. Just got to keep like some block on top of it. So, you know, not really what you need six weeks before a race where you're going to get covered in shit. But hey! Yeah. If not, just cover it up and just dress it, right? Yeah, yeah. It's amazing what clean film can do. It should heal by then, shouldn't it? Yeah. Why don't you tell the listeners what you've been up to lately? What what, what did you do? Uh, Yeah, so I spent spent, um, the last week, uh, well, not last, yeah, the, the... the end of last week, well, yeah, last week, um, walking the office dike, which is a 177 miles um, trail, which goes from Chepstow in South Wales, just outside of Cardiff, all the way up to North Wales in Prestatyn, 
um, along the kind of English Welsh border. Really? So, and you like go up about the same height as Everest over the course of the week and that sort of thing. So, um, but yeah. So, so it was a good week. Why did you decide to do this funsies? Because <laughs> I tried to do it last year and I got, first of all, I thought, yeah, I could do that in three days. No, you can't. Uh, <laughs> three days? All, yeah, I was, I was totally how, just... What's the ignorant. mileage on it? Isn't it like... 100, 177 miles, yeah. So, <laughs> so all like, ah, oh, yeah, I can do this, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> huge. I, I, was, I was young and naive. Uh, I'm still young and naive, but I'm a little less, uh, little less naive. Um, but I, um, I got my second day in and went over the Black Mar- Mountain last year. And just walked over over it in a thunderstorm for four hours. Wow! And like, just like mentally, it just did me in. Like, I I like got on and walked further in the afternoon, but then that the next day I got to Kingston and just went, nah, I'm done. I'm, there's a train station here. I can go home. I'm over this shit. Like, just completely fucking just done with it. Um, and then this year it was like, fuck, I can go do this. This is like. Don't take three days. Take a week if you have to, and just turn it into long days and trek along. Away you go, you know. So, um, but um, but yeah. So it was like thirty uh, thirty miles a day. I was averaging about. Apart from the first first day, I did ten k. Then I did forty seven, fifty, forty three, fifth, fifty, and then uh, fifty uh, forty eight. Or something like that. So, right. is there a reason um, why you done ten at the start? Um, literally, so from where I live to get down there, it's a four-hour train train drop um, right. journey. Yeah. So I only got to the beginning about seven-ish or something like that. Right. So I had two hours of good light walking, really, and I got to a good spot that looked decent to camp in, and was feeling hungry, and was like, "Well, you know, I've still got." 300 odd kilometers to go so there's no point in doing a too big a day today that's just going to trash me for the rest of the week um really that's the only logic there also cracking sunset yeah and in terms of like you're obviously done it self-supported in a way did you stop at any shops on the way obviously you went to um but did you like restock anything or was you everything on your back so i took uh I had four days of full food rations. So that's like a, you know, breakfast, cereal bars and a dinner and a dinner yeah. and all that. Um, and then I had three days of just breakfasts and then an emergency cool. kind of stash of food if I needed it. Um, and then just picked up, like you go through so many little villages that have pubs and stuff like that. So you can pick up food and bits and bobs along the way, yeah. which is quite good. Um, but my top tip for the office dike <laughs> if it says it's a pub, if it says it's a pub on the map, that sometimes lies. So oh, don't no. put your hope up too much. So there was a bit of a mental head game. There. Oh man, there was two pubs in a row that, like, I got to the village and the, and it was like, oh, where's the pub? It's like, oh, it's um, it's closed. It opens next month. <laughs> No, <laughs> I just wanted a pint. <laughs> I was like, I just wanted a pint, a bowl of chips, and I was gonna go, gonna walk for another two hours, but obviously not. So, um, but yeah, so like picked up a bit of supplies along the way, um, 
but mostly just carried everything myself. Water was the hardest thing to find, really. Right. Um, like in some some sections, it was quite easy to, um, and just chlorine, just put chlorine tabs in water because it's just easy to do. You walk for half an hour, it's yeah. clean and it's good to go. But then, like, you just got to some sections and like you're in the middle of a sheep field, it's like stagnant to hell water and just look at it, just go like, nah, even with chlorine tabs and a filter, I'm still getting the shits. <laughs> yeah, and you don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> like that. And what, um, did you, I guess you had a tent with you and stuff like that. And you just no, up. I went with a tarp and a bivy. Wow. <laughs> which is great lightweight wise, but legit. Logistic comfort-wise, you suffer so much, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, and also, it's just like it's such a like that's the one thing I'd definitely do if I was doing doing again. I'd not I'd take a um, a tarp with a fly sheet on it, like right, just because it's so much easier to set up than a tarp is. Like a tarp, you've got to, like get your walking poles out, you've got to find a tree, you've got to get all the tensioning bits done. And it's just yeah. like, you know, after you've walked 14 hours, it's like the last thing on your mind to try and sort yeah. out. Um, so you, wouldn't recommend, you wouldn't recommend doing it with a tent? A tent just takes up too much weight and space? No, I mean, like, it just, it's like, because I, um, I was aiming to do it in under seven days, um, a, t- a tent was just going to be too much, he- too heavy. Right. You know, like, like you can get... Um, uh, like all the tents that I had available were about two kilos, mm. and I'm like, you know, my bivy and my tarp came to a kilo. Yeah, you know, so it's kind of like, well, sod it. I'll just take the hit and you know do that. So you know, I did on Thursday night. So I went wait, wait Friday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday, Tuesday night. I did take the hit and stayed in a B and B. Um, which oh was such a good decision. Like just m- mentally reset everything. You know, having a shower, some hot food that wasn't like a rehydrated <laughs> meal. <laughs> um, really like helped a load to get through those last um, couple of days, um, which was uh, hard. A lot harder going. Yeah, definitely a lot harder going. Those last um, 60k, uh, 60 miles. Um, and what sort of like. How many hours a day was you on your feet? Sort of like fifteen or something. Uh, yeah, about fifteen. So I, my my routine. Well, I try to have the routine of wake up at about five, which is when the sun comes up. Um, get breakfast cooking, and then um, pack everything up, have food, and then try and be going at six. Mm. And then six thirty at the latest is when I had to be going. Yeah. Because then that would give me until eight o'clock at night to walk to. Um, mm. So then I just walk continuously until between seven and eight was when I'd start looking for um, places to camp for the night um, and then just set up and then have food and all that. And then be in bed normally about 10 o'clock. Um, mm. Cause it's just cause I knew I'd had to be up at five again the next day, you know? Long days there. Long days. Yeah, because yeah. that's 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 the thing. Like when I was talk, talking to people along the way, like they all looked at me like you're nuts for walking. How far you're walking? But I was like, but it's not like I'm going out there and trying to walk fifty kilometer, fifty kilometers as fast as I could do. Yeah, it was just yeah. to walk and get the distance done. Because like there'd be some days I'd get to, like, 
30k by mid-afternoon and i'd be feeling like oh man that's a really good spot to stop but i'm like well no you're not stopping because you've got six hours of daylight still <laughs> and it's you haven't made the distance yet so get on your bike that's it you know? <laughs> do you wish you had a bike <laughs> oh god yes absolutely <laughs> yes <laughs> you know, so. how do you think how do you think that's prepared you for the death race I think like it's just what I actually was one of the things that I definitely thought was a change in mentality compared to last year trying to do it. So when I came over the Black Mountain again, it rained. Um, And instead of like getting to Hay and Y and going, oh man, that was shit. I got to Hay and Y and was like, well, eat some food, fucking get on with it. You know, it's like, stop feeling sorry for yourself. Shit's not going to change. You're still going to have to do the work. So, you know, I, I think that's like the major, like, um, one thing I'm taking away and going into the death race is going like, the goalposts are going to continuously change, eat some food, drink some water and get on with the job we've got to deal with. You know, there's nothing, nothing more we can, you can do really than just deal with that. Um, you know, apart from I had the shittest, like last hour, maybe hour and a half. So as you come as you come out of um, did I tell you this, Graham? Um, that when you come up, so you come last bit coming into Prestatin, you um come over the A55, so you're um it's down the road, but then you like start climbing back up, and it's like you can see you can see the sea, and you're there going like I've got like less than like 15k to go. Why are we climbing back? Right, we've got to climb back up because we've got to go up the hill. That makes sense. Cool, I'm good with that. And then you descend down. You're like, right, we're going down. We're going towards the sea. This is great. <laughs> the home's straight now. And then they go, oh, no, we're going to do a pure 90 degrees turn to the right and walk along the, sea, the cliff, taking you uphill. <laughs> and then you're like going like, it's right. Fuck it. Like, well, I was going there. It's right there. Come on. Why are we going uphill? I am. What, what's going on? And I was so pissed off with myself because like how can you be pissed off you've got 10k to go and you're done like just get over the hill stop being <laughs> a dick with yourself yeah. and it's just like how am i being irritated about the last 10 kilometers after walking 280 kilometers to get to this fucking point <laughs> 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 like, what's what is my head doing? <laughs> nice. Is there anything? Um, is there anything you would have done differently, or anything you would have taken? I know you said earlier about your fly sheet, but was um, is there anything else you thought about? Definitely, I would have taken my more heavy duty walking poles. Like my carbon fiber ones were really quite nice, but definitely for the the amount of walking I was doing, I should have taken the. The, those the proper poles for it on that front um and then otherwise like maybe some other different shoes like my feet were pretty chewed up by the end of it um but otherwise i think the rest of my kit was pretty all right i, pro- I probably could have got away with getting rid of some clothes um and stripping it back to literally like a t-shirt a 
two t-shirts, a um, set of trousers and a set of shorts, and then just a load of socks and maybe just some underwear, you know, like mm-hmm. that's the only other thing, you know, but otherwise, like, I think I learned a lot from the previous year to yeah. actually like make this year much more uncomfortable, inco- but not uncomfortable position to be in, you know, like I weighed, this is the craziest thing. So I normally weigh about 80 kilos, weighed myself today down to a solid 75. Really? Wow. That's the other thing I definitely think I've, I realized is that I was having a big, I, I definitely wasn't having a big enough breakfast to fuel me through the day. And then I'd have like, you know, I'd stop in a pub just to have like a bowl, of, a big bowl of chips and a pint just to get some yeah. more calories in me. Cause I just wasn't consuming enough in that way. And then having a big dinner in the evening so it's just like, you know, I was just running in a calorie deficit, you know, yeah. most of the time. So, you know, so if you want to lose weight, guys, top tip. <laughs> Seven day walking. <laughs> Seven days walking. Seven days walking. So, you know, but um, yeah, I'll go and do it again. So, you know, but I definitely say the one, the one takeaway I did take from it, and there are two takeaways from doing it. One, I'm over doing this bullshit, change the goalposts, sort of adventuring and what I what, what I really like doing is going on a trip with people that enjoying it you know and going on an adventure I think like the same way you like saying about mountain biking you know like mm. you know you're going to enjoy it and like I think like I just realized that it's like actually enjoying these things by myself is great but having somebody else there to go and enjoy it is going to be so much more you know fulfilling and you know somebody yeah, to share yeah. those memories with and I think that's, you know, yeah. definitely one thing I've taken away from it as well, which is good. So, you know, probably, I mean, like, I, probably, I was just going to say, it's probably two different things. Like, if you're self-supported, you're, you know, doing a lot of intrinsic work, aren't you? You're looking more yeah. on yourself and what you're capable of. Whereas if you're with someone else, like you're recalling this experience and it sounds great. However, if you had someone who you've done it with, like you said, you, you know, you'd always sort of had that bond with that person. You'd be like, oh, do you remember when we've done that? That was, you know, yeah. that was amazing. Yeah, I remember talk, that. That was the thing I got after the Agogi year and the 12 hour year. Like, even though I didn't finish both of them, it made me appreciate that, like you say, John, this moving the goalposts, someone moving the goalposts on me, I don't need anymore. It was weird. I was yeah. like, I, I, I feel like I've got a good idea of who I am and where I want to go. Yeah. And like, go and go for the adventure and go for the enjoyment and the experience. And that's, you know, that's like what I'm looking forward to when it comes to Africa and Namibia. It's like, yeah. I'm not, although it says it's a race, I'm like, and I'm going for an experience. Yeah. And I think five and a half, five days just crossing a desert. It's crazy. Yeah. And, 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 and I think like, like I said to, um, like Jake, I talked to Graham after I finished it, after finishing it. And the one, the other thing I realized is this year, the death race I really don't care if I get a skull, don't get my bib, whatever. The only thing that matters is that I turn up and that I do the best I can because the memories that I get from that experience outweigh all that other bullshit that they're going to throw at us. <laughs> you know, like, and that's true. Like, you know, and I know there's people that, you know, might listen to this and, you know, people I know on social media who are like, oh, that's a, terrible way to think about it it's like so what i'm not going there to go and kick the shit out of it anymore okay maybe when i signed up 12 months ago 
that is totally <laughs> what my mindset was. But, you know, shit's changed, you know. My job's changed slightly. My relationships have changed slightly. You know, life's evolved, you know. And mm. why the fuck do I need to have so much hardship when I can go and do that to myself in a seven-day fucking walk, which cost <laughs> me... I think the whole trip cost me about 200 quid with a hotel, like with trains, food, well, most of the food I had already. So trains, food, B and B the night, you know, for 200 quid. Yeah. That's... How can you, how can you argue that over a thing that costs you nearly fucking two grand? Yeah. Yeah. Endurance events are just crazy money. Some of them, aren't they? Like look at Ironmans and things like that. Marathon disarms. Mm. Just like, I know you're paying for the experience and that's what people want, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. They're, willing to, they're willing to pay it as well. So, yeah. however, however, one thing I did learn in the Marathon de Saab, part of your four grand, I think it is, four, four grand or three and a half, yeah. something like that, euros, is you get your body repatriated to your home country. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's always. I've got to get insurance for that actually. I've got to get insurance for a helicopter evac for. You know, fuck it up. Fuck. <laughs> who do you who do you go to to get something like that? I uh, just uh, you just ring a mate. I've already chopped up. <laughs> you won't be in a position to ring them, will you? Get to the chopper! <laughs> get, a call, get a call into Lord Sugar. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's, it's interesting, man. Like you say, like I wrote that piece recently on expectations. Like you say, the, the, this kind of, you know, you know, Spartan are really good with it. You look at the trifecta, the trifecta idea does push a lot of people. It gives them a real sort of um, progressive scale that they can sort of feel that fulfillment of, of growing in life and we've all done trifectas and you know we were all there like yeah okay let's go from a super to a beast or like you say or like an iron man or something like that it gives you people a real uh sort of people to focus on but I, I i don't know about you but for me i find i'm finding more and more that moving beyond that and actually just saying focusing on the experience and providing moments to have experiences yeah. that you can remember feels far more fulfilling than a piece yep. of or you know uh, an, another uh, piece of active wear for the wardrobe <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. as we all sit there in branded sports clothes you know it's yeah. uh, <laughs> who you were I'm supporting no brands today, innovate, innovate today. <laughs> um, you know, we all sit there and do that and see if you just go on the adventure you know you, you Jake learned. Jake up Snowden learned something about his relationship and how that might change as they become parents, mm. and how they make a decision slightly differently. You know, John's gone there and and said, "Right, I've I've conquered something that previously I'd maybe set my expectations too high," and I went in and did something that said, "Well, what's more realistic?" You know, the office diet path. What was it? Nine or ten days is the recommended time to do office diet. Uh, they do nine to twelve is the recommended. Right, so you you thirty percent of the day at the time out of that, yeah, um, for relatively not much more extra effort, just a determination to push on each day. Because that's see, that's the thing that I found the craziest was explaining to people and just them just looking like, but why? It's like (laughs) why not? The challenge, the challenge is there. So just you know, I'm not running, so just get on and do it. You know, and and I think that's it. You know, it's how. 
as you get into the extreme events, it's how you change your perception of what you need to do. Mm. Uh, you know, take someone like Atkins, for example, in Iceland. He knows he's got to run because that's what's going to lead the performance and that's going to put a massive effort. But the guy's prepared to deliver that. When some of the stuff that we're doing, it isn't always about being capable of running for seven days straight. It's a case of being able to move, you know, with purpose for seven days straight. And look yeah. what that nets out at the end. What feels like a massive elephant, suddenly you've eaten the shit, eaten the shit out of it because you've, you know, you've turned it down. <clears throat> All right, before I forget, I've just looked this up. So, fastest time to the office dike. What do we think, boys? Four days. Four, yeah. Give us Three. an hour. It's an hour. So, what's, oh, 72 hours? Uh, so, 70 miles. Set 177 miles. I'm going to take something like 44 hours or something crazy like that. 44? <laughs> so, running time. 47 hours, 25 yeah. minutes. Wow. Total of gross time, so obviously you slept for and some time, yeah. was 64 hours and 10 minutes. Fuck, man. That is really, really that's impressive. Fuck, that's going. Like, you know. So 170 miles. Let's do some, let's do some, let's just do some quick maths here. Is there a quick miles. Divided by 47 hours, you say, John, running? It was, four, uh, total time was 47 hours and 25 minutes. Right, so that is 3.7 miles an hour. That isn't, uh... So average walking pace is between three and four miles an hour for people normally anyway. So when you look at it that way, that guy's oh. just moved at a fair old clip. Yeah, no, I'm not going to get, the guy's, the guy's had that kind of steady jog, probably, for 47 Yeah. Years. That's actually... Yeah. That's actually if you, if you do feel like it, there is a race going up in September. Just putting it out there. What, the whole thing? Whole thing, south to north. My baby's due, so... <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm doing my hair. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no, I've got no idea what I'm doing, but I am not doing the office dike anytime <laughs> soon because I have ticked the box. So nice. one thing, one thing I did learn though, I was like, I am so set. Uh, I have a half term at this time of the year, and I'm definitely so. My dad, who's a little bit overweight, tried to walk the uh, West Highland Way, and I don't really spend much time with my father because, like, I've been to boarding school and just where he works and stuff like that, and I like walked it and think. I am going to go walk that with my dad because I just want to, you know, learn a bit about my father and take some time away. We both like walking. I'm like, fuck it, let's awesome. go and do that. Awesome, mate. You know, awesome. that's the kind of you that's know? kind of that, there's one of the moments again for sure. So. Yeah, you know, and I think like you know, like that's going to be so much cooler than going off on some random adventure, you know, to Namibia or you know, Guatemala. Right, boys. I think it's time to, that sounds like an awesome moment to give this podcast a wrap. Yeah. So say thanks for your efforts. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. See everyone soon.